0: So Let's jump into this last week uh, of this series, Unbelievable, which has really just been a series about miracles, um, something that we don't talk about enough, and, and I just really felt led back in August to take some time to talk about miracles, the unbelievable, no way, blow your mind, crazy, oh my goodness, miracles that God seems to do, that he did in the Bible, and that he still, still seems to do. To be doing, But what we struggle with and what this series has been about is we struggle to believe that God wants to do those types of things. And we struggle to believe that God will do those types of unbelievable, miraculous things. And so what we've done is we've just hung out in the book of 2 Kings. And we've looked at the life of a guy named Elisha and some of the crazy miracles that God did through Elisha. But we've based everything on this verse, this Bible verse in Mark chapter 9, where a dad was talking to Jesus, and he needed God to heal his son. He needed a miracle. And he said to Jesus, hey, if you can help us, you know, please help us if you can. And Jesus said in Mark 9, 23, 24, he says, what do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. And in 24, the dad says instantly, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. I do believe, but overcome my unbelief. And so what we've said is we're just claiming those words as our own. We're claiming those dad's words as our own. Like, God, I I do believe at some level, at some basic level, I do believe. But I need you to help me believe, to have more faith, greater faith, that you want to do unbelievable, miraculous things in my life, through my life, you want to answer those prayers. So my plan the whole time was to hang out in 2 Kings and to just look at stories from Elisha and some of those miraculous things that happened. That was the plan. But this week, I just, I really kind of felt led to, to take a turn and go in a little bit different direction. I'm always trying to be sensitive to what I feel like God um, wants us to talk about, to share on a Sunday. And so anytime a certain theme keeps, keeps seems to keep popping up, I, I try to be sensitive to that. And so Tuesday something happened, and then Wednesday a conversation happened, and then yesterday at the men's breakfast the conversation happened. And so it just kind of, I just was saying like, okay, I think maybe then we need to go in this direction. And so what I want to do for this last week is is I want to talk about us praying bigger prayers but specifically, I want us to talk about praying longer prayers. And I don't mean longer like praying a longer period of time. I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that um, in a second. But I think most of us in the room struggle to believe that God wants to do the miraculous because we have experienced unanswered prayers. So if you were, and I were to sit down over coffee and I was to say, you know God wants to do something miraculous, and but but you don't. Why don't why don't you believe that? You would probably say something along the lines of, "Well, I want to, or I did at one time, but I prayed about fill in the blank, and it didn't happen. I had an unanswered prayer. I prayed for somebody that I loved to be healed, and they died. I prayed for something to happen at my job, and it didn't. I prayed for God to save my marriage, and we're divorced. Like you would you would give an example where you prayed about something, and. God didn't answer that prayer. And because you experienced that, that loss, so to speak, you lost your faith, and you kept like a baseline faith, but you lost that momentum and that faith that allowed you to believe in the miraculous, um, crazy types of prayers. And here's what I believe to be true, and don't be offended by this because this is just kind of my theory um, that I think I can prove, but this is just my theory. Here's what I believe. I believe that while, yes, there have been experiences in all of our lives where we haven't had a prayer answered by God, here's what I believe is true, is that overwhelmingly, we have had prayers answered by God. We just forgot that we prayed them. We forgot that we prayed them. So let me put it to you this way. I can only speak from my experience in my life. Let me put it this way, is that, A lot of, I've had a lot of prayers not answered, but almost all of them were like last minute bailout emergency prayers. Like those prayers, like, oh my gosh, I'm driving drunk and the cop just pulled me over. God, don't let me go to jail. Uh, Or, oh my gosh, my power's going to cut off by Friday. It's Wednesday. God, what are we going to do? Like, I've prayed those types of prayers. Come on, how many people have ever prayed some God help me bailout prayers? Come on, let me see your hand. Yeah, a lot of y'all on the left side. I don't know. This is more spiritual. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I'm with you. And, and, and honest, I'm just being honest with you. Like there were a few times when God totally bailed me out because God's so incredible and so faithful and so loving and so gracious. Like there have been times where he bailed me out, no doubt about it. But a lot of times those last minute emergency type prayers don't get answered. And, and it leaves me feeling more times than not that somehow God doesn't answer my prayers. When really in reality, I'm praying prayers all the time and God is answering them at some time later on and, and I, I forget that I ever prayed about them. Let me explain what I mean because this is what happened to me Tuesday. So I keep a prayer journal. It's not just a prayer journal. It's a journal in general. and um, But I, I write down scriptures and things that stand out and, and prayers and everything. And so um, this last August, I... I Started a prayer list because every August our church does 21 days of prayer and fasting and uh, an emphasis in January and August. And so um, people talk to me about certain things they're praying about, things that I'm praying about. And so I just start a list and I write them down. And so I did that and I had 17 prayers that I was praying during those 21 days, during those 21 days, 17 prayers that I was praying. And at the end of those 21 days, after i had fasted and prayed for 21 days, God had answered zero prayers. Not one of them had been answered. And honestly, I was really discouraged. Like, I know we're not supposed to think this way. It's a very religious way of thinking, but I thought like, come on, God, I'm fasting here. You know, like I'm, I'm sacrificing here. Like you can give me one of these, you know, and and so I got these written down, and God did not answer one of those prayers. And so after the fast was over, and I kept writing in the journal and moved on and got farther away from that page, and I just forgot about it. I don't know if that makes sense, if you've ever done that, but I just forgot about it. And so Tuesday, I'm looking for something else, and I go through here, and I find the page of the 17 prayers that I wrote down during the 21 days uh, that we were fasting and praying. And as I looked back through the list, I started laughing because up to this point now in November, God has answered seven of the 17 prayers that I had written down. Okay. Now, a couple things. If I had never written them down, I would have never remembered. That's one part of it. True. If I'd never written it down. But if I'd never gone back and read it, God would have answered seven prayers in my life that I had prayed. But because I had moved on and forgot about it, I would have thought that the last prayer God didn't answer was how it always was. Well, you know, God just rarely answers prayers. When in reality, he answers these prayers a lot. I, mean, I was just looking through here, praying for um, Sadie's tongue to be healed. That one's crossed off. I was praying for somebody else in the church to be healed. That one's crossed off. Somebody was praying about a job, career opportunity, and they got that job. Uh, my cousin's new business that got happened. Like just all these prayers that God answered, and I totally forgot. And I sat there in my office Tuesday as I was looking down this list, and I thought, God, you're so good. You're so good, and you're so faithful. And you answer hundreds and thousands of prayers over my lifetime that I forget about, that I was even praying for. And yes, I remember the prayers that aren't answered. But I forget the prayers that I do pray. I forget them. Let me give you an incredible example about how good God is. So uh, Garnet, a guy here in the church, he gave me permission to tell this story. But during the 21 days uh, that we were doing the, the fast. Garnet's big prayer was for God to help him find a new uh, career, to open up an opportunity, open up a door for a new career, new job. He had been working his current job for for a while, and it wasn't really what he went to school for, and he was he just needed a change, and he was frustrated that he couldn't, you know, find it and what was going on. And so, him and his wife and their friends, me and Andrea, we were praying. This was one of our prayers. I had it written down on my prayer list, and so every day we're praying about Garnet's job, Garnet's career, and. You know, I'm texting them during the day like, hey, listen, man, God's going to answer this prayer. You know, he's got this, you know, and 21 days ago, nothing, not an interview, not a resume interest, not nothing. And I'm like, really? You know, like I was I was sure, you know, God was going to do it, you know. And so I, I kind of forgot, like I, I didn't mean to stop praying for it, but I, I stopped looking at my prayer list. And I, you know, whatever, you know, whatever happened. And so uh, last week, Garnet's wife, Haley, texted me. And says, oh my goodness, you're never going to believe this. Thank you for praying, but Garnet got a new job. And so he tells me about how he got this new job. But here's, here's what's so incredible about God. So, so he, he accepts this new position. He goes back to his current employer to let them know that, to put in his two weeks notice. So he gets in the office that morning and his, he, he wants to meet with his boss. So he goes to his boss's office and the HR representative is in there, which is odd, that normally doesn't happen. So Garnet's thinking like, what's going on? He gets in there and before Garnet's able to speak, They said, hey, listen, I just want to let you know, sorry to give you bad news, but because of budget cuts, we're having to to close down your position. We're not going to, that job's not open anymore. And Garnett said he kind of laughed a little bit, and he said, before you say anything else, I just want you to know I'm putting in my two weeks today. And here we were praying all August thinking God didn't answer it, God didn't answer it, God didn't. But listen, God's always on time. He knows exactly what to do and when to do it and how to do it. And so Garnet walks in there, and I got that text today. And honestly, I had just forgotten. I just forgotten. But God answers prayers. He answers prayers. And so today what I want to do is I want to challenge you with, with a change that's happened in my life, kind of a mindset shift that's happened in me and in my life about, about prayer um, and that is this, that for me, prayer was always like pulling the lever on a slot machine. Like I was hoping that I prayed the right way. I was hoping I had done the right thing. I was hoping I said the right words and, you know, and it was on my best behavior. It was like this mixture of Santa Claus and Jesus. And, and if I pulled the lever the right way, I'm crossing my fingers hoping God answers that prayer, hoping I'll hit the jackpot. And if I did, then I would think, oh, I must have done it right or I must have had the right amount of faith. But it just seemed like this weird like lottery scratch off, roll of the dice, like I hope this randomly happens. And prayer was very frustrating and unfulfilling and discouraging in my life. But I would say over the last year or so, the mindset has changed for me from viewing prayer as like pulling the lever of a slot machine to viewing prayer like a farmer planting seeds in the ground. I've started praying like a farmer. And so prayer is not pulling a slot machine. Prayer is depositing seeds into the ground. And I don't know when they're going to grow. And I don't know how they're going to grow. And I don't know what God's going to do. But when I pray, I'm putting seeds in the ground. Every prayer is planting a seed. Every prayer is planting a seed. And don't get me wrong, because there are still some bailout prayers that I'm praying. There are still some times when things happen and I'm like, God, I need you. To, to come through here, but I've really tried to change the way that I pray, and I'm going to show you this in just a second, but I've really tried to change the way that I've prayed and, and, and start thinking longer term, start praying less immediate prayers and more long-term prayers, and view every prayer that I pray as a seed in the ground. So that's what I want to kind of talk about. Praying like a farmer. Matthew 13:31 says, "Here's another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It's the smallest of all seed, but it becomes the largest of garden plants." You know, we live in a society that expects everything to happen quickly. We want it to happen quickly. Happen now. Happen now. I, I, there was a fake story floating around Facebook that I thought was real. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but about the girl who stabbed her boyfriend with a selfie stick because he didn't like her selfie in like less than ten minutes or something. That was crazy. But anyway, um, it's a fake story. But we all like want things to happen quickly. But when you read the Bible, like it just doesn't work like that. All the analogies and metaphors are about farming. It's about seed going into the ground. You start reading stories in the Bible. Joseph had a dream. Didn't come true for 17 years. Hannah and Sarah prayed for years to have a baby. The children of Israel. What about this one? The children of Israel cried out to God for a deliverer for 423 years. 423 years. We all want things quickly, and and we've talked about that before, but here's what I know to be true. And and some of you in here have been serving God longer than me and seeing God do more incredible things than me could could attest to, is that I underestimate what God wants to do in the short term, or I overestimate what God wants to do in the short term, and I underestimate what God wants to do in the long term. That I overestimate what could change or what's going to happen in the next three months, but I vastly underestimate what's going to happen over the next 30 years what God could do in my life over the next 30 years. I remember the first time Andrew and I sat down with a financial planner. I don't know if you've ever sat down with a financial planner, but one of the first things they'll do is they'll get a calculator out and they'll try to get you excited about saving and investing. And so they'll come up with an equation. They'll say, well, if you put a hundred dollars a month in an IRA from the age 20 to the age of 60 and you give 12% interest in the stock market, Uh, that's going to end up being over a million dollars, and your eyes get real big. You're thinking, really? Like, I could just put $100 in? That's going to be a million dollars when I'm 60? And you start adding it up, and it shouldn't be near that much, but they explain to you compound interest. And compound interest says that the snowball gets bigger because you start making money off of profit, and it starts rolling and rolling and rolling. And listen, prayer works the same way. Prayer works the same way. That you may not be where you want to be and prayers may not happen to be answered the way that you want them to happen in the next week or the next month or even the next year. But here's what I believe to be 100% true is that you and I are underestimating the prayers that God wants to answer in our life over the next 30 years. I believe it with all of my heart. And God wants us to pray big prayers that are bigger than you, that are bigger than me, that may take even a lifetime or, or more than a lifetime to answer. I read a, an interesting story the other day about a, a couple named Wayne and Diane, and they found out they were expecting their first child. And so they started, uh, they started praying for their unborn baby. And every evening, Wayne would lay his hands on Diane's stomach and, and pray promises that, that they had found in the Bible about children and So he would lay his hands on her stomach and pray those. And they came across a a book they were reading that said it's never too early to start praying for your your kid's future spouse. And so they begin to pray. Even though the baby hadn't been born yet, they begin to pray a prayer that wouldn't be answered for 20, 25 years later. They begin to pray for the spouse. So they had decided they didn't want to know the gender of the baby. And so uh, they just kept praying. But they did ask God to give them the name of the child. Like, we don't know what the gender is going to be, but God, will you give us the name that we should name our child? And on October, in October of 1983, they felt like the Lord gave them the name Jessica. So they just started praying for Jessica, praying for Jessica, praying for Jessica, praying for, Jessica, praying for Jessica's future spouse, all the prayers and promises for Jessica. But then in December of that same year, they felt like God gave them the name Timothy. So they're, they, they're kind of confused. Why would God give us two names? What's going on? It's not twins. Why would God give us two names? And so they didn't know what, but they just prayed. They prayed for Timothy. They prayed for Jessica. They prayed for their future spouses. They prayed all the promises of the Bible over their life. And so when the baby was born a little bit later on, a baby boy came out and they named him Timothy. And they just kept praying for Timothy and praying for future spouse and praying all the promises over his life, but for whatever reason, they just couldn't let go of the name Jessica. They didn't know why God had given it to, uh, to them to pray that prayer. To pray that prayer. And so eventually, what happened, because God is so incredible, is Timothy got engaged to a lady. And when he brought her home to introduce them to the family, you could guess that her name was Jessica. Jessica. May 19th, 2006. Jessica walked down the aisle to marry her future spouse who had been prayed over by her in-laws. And Timothy was marrying the woman that had the promises of God had been prayed over. This was a 22-year prayer. A 22-year prayer. They said in the book, they said, look, like, we're not weirdos. Like, we let our son date other girls not named Jessica. You know, like, no, no. We weren't exactly sure what God was doing. But the moment they realized that Timothy and Jessica were going to get married, they realized how big God is, how important prayer is, and how much we underestimate what God wants to do in the long term. So here's what I want to challenge you to do this week. Let me ask you this question. If God answered all the prayers that you're currently praying, If God answered all the prayers that you're currently praying, first question is, how miraculous would it be? Like, how unbelievable would it be? The second question is, how long would it last? Like, are all the prayers that you're praying to get you to next week, are you praying small prayers? If God answered all your prayers, how miraculous would it be? And how long would it last? How big is your God? How big are your prayers? What unbelievable, miraculous things are you believing God for? Listen, Over a lifetime, over a lifetime, I'm not saying we don't pray about the new job. I'm not saying we don't pray uh, uh, about the sick relative. We do that, and God hears us, and it matters because it's from our heart. But how many prayers are you praying, and how many seeds are you putting in the ground that you're going to pray about for the next 10, 20, 30 years? And 40 years. Because God wants to do some unbelievable things. So I want to challenge you today to think longer. Think longer. Don't just pray the needs that are right in front of your face. Think longer. Pray longer. Pray long term. On the Swedish island of Vincenza, there is this mysterious forest of oak trees. And it's mysterious because oak trees are not indigenous to that island. Like they're not... um, Oak trees aren't supposed to grow on that island. And so for, for the longest time, nobody knew the origin or where they came from, uh, more than a century. And in 1980, the Swedish Navy received a letter from the forestry department reporting that their request, or that they were requesting the ship, uh, to letting them know that the, the, the shipment of lumber was ready. And the Navy didn't know that it had ordered any lumber. It hadn't ordered any any lumber. And so after a little historical research, it was discovered that in the year 1829, the Swedish parliament, recognizing that it takes oak trees 150 years to mature and anticipating a shortage of lumber at the turn of the 21st century, ordered that 20,000 oak trees be planted on Vincenzo so that the Navy could build ships when they needed them to. Listen, that's thinking long-term. Do you have any 150-year prayers that you're praying? Do you have any prayers for your great-great-grandchildren that you're praying? Pray longer. Pray bigger. What if we prayed less about what we needed this week or this month? And started planting prayer seeds for the next 10, 20, 30 years. This is not just some idea or theory I'm trying to give you. This is something that God has really changed in my life. To change, to, to change my perspective of prayer. To take the immediacy off of it. To take the pressure off of it. Honestly, to take a lot of the discouragement off of it, because here's the deal. If you expect God to answer all of your prayers quickly, you are going to live frustrated and discouraged. Because God is not a microwave. We say it all the time. He's a crockpot. Come on. And and you're just going to stay frustrated. And so I sat down at some point this year, earlier in this year, because this was on my heart. Am I praying big prayers? Am I dreaming big dreams? Am I praying long term? I sat down in my prayer journal and I wrote down what I called my prayer goal list. They're not really life goals because they're not going to happen unless God answers prayers. And so I wrote down a prayer goal list. I have over 50 of them. I'm not going to share all of them with you today, but I want to give you a couple personal examples of prayer seeds that I'm putting in the ground and I don't know when God's going to answer them. I don't even know if he's going to answer them. I hope he does, some of these especially. But, but I'm just putting seeds in the ground, I'm putting seeds in the ground. And I don't pray for these every day. Honestly, about once a month, I'll get my, my notebook out and I'll pray over them. But there's something so refreshing about prayer because I know that, like, they don't have to be answered next week. Like, this is a pressure-free way of praying. I'm just like, God, you know. At some point in my life, would you do these things? So in no particular order, um, here are some of my prayer goals um, for, for the next rest of my life. So uh, one of them is to take all of my kids on missions trips. I want to take all of my kids on a missions trip. Uh, another one is to pay for my kids' college. I want to pay for all my kids' college. That's going to take a miracle. Come on. Costs are rising. All right. Costs are going up. I'm going to pay for all my kids' college. I, need, I want God to answer that prayer. Help me. I want to celebrate a 50-year wedding, wedding anniversary with my wife. I brought that up to somebody one time that I was praying that God would allow me to celebrate a, a 50th wedding anniversary. And they were like, oh, well, I mean, you don't really have to pray about that. You just have to stay married. I was like, that's why I'm praying. <laughs> I mean, there's so many variables. Like, I don't need to die. She doesn't need to die. I need to stay faithful. She needs to not hate me. Like, there's so many things that could happen there. And listen, if you're in here and you've celebrated 20, 25, 30, 40, 50 years, listen, that's unbelievable. That's a miracle. It's incredible. Um, I want to pay for my daughter's weddings. This is getting expensive. Come on. Um, I want to write a $25,000 check at one time in my life for missions. I just want to pull out a checkbook and write a $25,000 check for missions at some point. I want to walk my daughters down the aisle at their wedding. And there again, you say, well, Jason, I mean, you don't, that's not something you, I mean, God doesn't, that's not like a miraculous prayer. Like, do you know how many daughters hate their dads? Like, like that requires me to earn their trust and their love and to be honorable and to love their mom in a way. And like, I need God to help me. So by praying a lot of these prayers, I'm actually praying like 10 and 20 prayers in one. Like God, God. I want to celebrate a 50-wedding anniversary. I'm also praying that God would help me stay faithful to my life. I'm praying lots of prayers. I don't even realize I'm praying by praying them. Um, I, want to, I want my family to be debt-free by 40, including the house and everything. Uh, I would like to write a book that sells 100,000 copies. you got to help me with that. I'd like to help plant a th- uh, excuse me, I'd like to help plant 100 new churches. Um, I would like to lead 100 people to Christ personally, not like from the stage, raise your hand if you want to know Jesus, but friends that I have a relationship with that God would give me the opportunity to lead 100 people to Christ personally. I want to pastor River City for at least 30 years and it'd be the only church I ever pastor. I want to pray for someone and they be physically healed. It was so cool when I got my list out to look over it. Um, I got to mark that one off. I got my highlighter out because we prayed for Sadie's tongue and she was miraculously healed. I want to baptize all my kids. I want to start a dream center for the homeless and the needy in the city. I want to give away $10 million as a church. I would like to grow River City to an attendance of 2,500 people. I would help, I'd like to help uh, fund 10 orphanages around the world. I'd like to lead 1,000 people to Christ at one time, like in one service, in some scene, like Say, if you want to accept Jesus, raise your hand and see a thousand hands go up. Hallelujah. Um, last but not least, I'd like to celebrate my 70th birthday. I may be shooting a little low there, but I'm just like, God, I, I just would like to celebrate my 70th birthday. And so as I write these down and as I pray about them, I'm just putting seeds in the ground. Believing that over the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years... That God is going to do miraculous, unbelievable things in my life. And yes, I want him to get me out of speeding tickets when I get pulled over. Don't get me wrong. But come on, prayer's got to be bigger than that. Come on, we're not pulling a slot machine. We're putting seeds in the ground. So we're just saying, God, over the next 30 years, could you possibly help me to make good financial decisions, be a good steward, and give me a chance to write a $25,000 check to missions one day, God. What a fun prayer. What a pressure-free prayer that I get to pray. And so let me ask you today, are you praying any big prayers? Are you praying any long-term prayers? Are you praying any 150-year prayers? You know, I got convicted when I was um, looking through my list because I don't have any prayers in there about my grandkids. I called my grandmother the other day, uh, yesterday, knowing I was gonna be talking about this. I, I've talked about her before. I call them Meemaw and Peepaw. But I called uh, Meemaw and Peepaw and I said, Put me on speakerphone. So I put my speakerphone. And I said, Listen, tomorrow I'm talking about praying long term prayers, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 year prayers that God answered. And I just didn't know maybe if you guys had some stories or examples of prayers that you've been praying maybe your whole life that like, do you have any of those? And before I could even get the words out of my mouth, me said, oh baby, yes I do, yes I do. And so she just began to tell me these stories. She said, you know, I prayed uh, for all of my children. My grandfather actually said this one. He said, you know, I didn't have a lot of things I asked God for. He said, but I prayed that God would allow all of my children to serve him, to love him. I wanted all of my kids and their kids to love God. And he said, you know, when I look around the table at Thanksgiving, we'll be up there next week. He said, now they may, you know, who knows? They may be lying to me, but all of my family is serving God. Grandmother said, uh, she said, you know, I prayed for all of my grandchildren, for God to use my grandchildren in ministry. She said, you know, I don't believe that God wastes heritage and she said, so I, I just always prayed for all of my grandchildren to be in ministry somehow. And she said, you know, when you were 12 and 13 years old and you'd be at my house and you'd say, meanwhile, I don't want to be a preacher. I don't want to be a preacher. Mima. I want to be a professional athlete. She, she, I remember she'd say, oh, baby, you're going to be a preacher. I've been praying. It's going to happen. And she said, I would just pray, just pray. So we, they told her. I, I hung up. She called me five minutes later. She said, I thought of some more. And she just started telling me some stories. She said, hey, listen, I know you're going to be up here next week. She said, I found my prayer journal that I've been keeping all these years. She said, would you want to sit down and look through this prayer journal? I said, are you kidding? Yes. She said, I just got all these prayers. I've been praying for you guys your whole life. I said, let's block out five hours and let's sit down and let's do that. Are you praying any big prayers? Are you dreaming any big dreams? Have you forgotten just how many prayers God has answered for you? I mean, I could keep talking forever about this. It's just on my heart right now. I started laughing yesterday. I was thinking about prayers that I'd forgotten that I prayed. And some of them are small and silly. But I remember when I was a teenager, I prayed. I didn't have a lot, I didn't have like a list of demands about who I would marry. But I prayed that God would help, would allow me to marry a woman who could work a room. It was a strange prayer. I said, "God, would you let me marry a woman that could just like electrify a room?" That was one of the prayers I prayed, and I forgot I prayed that until yesterday. And I'm like, I've been married eleven years to a woman who can work a room and electrify a room. And I was like, God, you answered that prayer, and I forgot I prayed that as a 16 year old. But you did it, and God does the same thing for you and for me. He answers prayers we forget about. And so I want to challenge you today. Here's what I want you to do. While it's fresh on your mind, maybe in your phone, but I would encourage you to get a pen or paper. I would even encourage you to go as far as go to Walmart and pay $5 and get one of these books, one of these journals. And every time you're praying about something, just write it down. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to sit down and I want you to think long. And I want you to dream big. I want you to write down some things that unless God does it, it will never happen. What are you praying for your kids? What are you praying for your grandkids? What are you praying for your future kids, your future spouse? What are you praying for your career? I want you to write them down. And I want you to put them somewhere or set a reminder on your phone once a month, once a week to get that book out and just pray. And just put seeds in the ground. And to believe for God to do miraculous, unbelievable things. Let's pray.